Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. Happy holidays, SNSers, and a right royal ho-ho-ho to you all. I'm hitching a ride with Santa today to chat to one of our previous guests for a no-holds-barred gossipy chinwag update, namely to pals Carol Decker. Not yet, love. As part of our 10th birthday celebrations, but due to time constraints, had to cut out some of the more fruitier bits. Hello. As well as some of Tapau's music. Sacred blue, as they say in the Out Hebrides. So, as suggested by Carol herself, here we reveal the full uncensored version. <laughs> Where we talk reality shows, the modern world of music production, the chase with that lovely Bradley Walsh, me duetting with Carol herself, uh, sort of. And where Carol uses the word cunt several times. Worth the price of admission alone, dear readers. We also discuss what we missed out on in the original two-part interview with Carol back in 2015, namely the album Red. Which we never discussed at all, and I got a bit of a ticking off from fans. Santa, get a shift on, mate. Uh, the bull in Henley, please. Giddy up, Rudolph. Carol Tapau Decker. Yes. How the devil are you? I'm really well. It's good to see you again. It's amazing. And we're in the same pub, The Bull, in uh, Henley on Thames. Yeah. A lovely, lovely pub. Go yeah. and check it out. They've been yeah. very courteous and turned the music down and everything. And it's time for our little catch up. Um, you've done a lot of stuff. I have since I saw you last. Yeah, well, the, lots of gigs. Just mm. never stop gigging. The live work's been amazing. Lots of festivals, lots of gigs with my own band. And also, I, I turned into a bit of a telly tart. I'm a, I'm a bit of a quiz show queen, aren't I? You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you've done Master Chef UK, uh, the right stuff, loads of appearances on that, Loose Women, where I actually had a little mini campaign on Twitter to try to get you a regular gig there. I don't think it actually worked yet, but, you know. The funny thing is about Loose Women is whenever I go there, they go crazy and they, because, you know, oh, you've got such a great personality and I can walk and talk at the same time. They go, <laughs> well, you know, we're going to be in touch. We want you to be on the panel. Yeah. And they never, ever, ever get back to me. So I talked to my agent about it and he went, I've had to have a word with them. They have to stop doing that. Yeah. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, and apparently they do it to everybody. Oh, <laughs> so really? Okay. So you come away going, yeah, they're going to call me. I'm going to be one of them, you know, and they never do. So. I tried to get you hashtag, but I think it got about five retweets. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. I know, I know. <laughs> such is life, yeah. So, okay, the Virgin Anthology Collection, which was a massive, massive thing, yeah. There's a brand new single as well, Run, directed yeah. by your daughter Scarlett. Yeah. And I've got to say, that, that song is off the chart. I love it so, so oh. much. And every time you call me, I should run the other way. And every time you call me, I should run the other way. Well, my heart keeps I love 
of a video. Thank you know, you. good on Scarlett. No, um, we were super proud of Run. Me, Ronnie, and uh, Carsten Moss, our keyboard player, we, we wrote it together, and Carsten produced it. I think it's amazing. And I've got to say, I, I can't hide how disappointed I was that it didn't get any radio play. You know, I went to Radio 2, shelled out on a plugger. Um, quite a few of the producers really liked it, but you need a bit of a consensus. Like a, I think it's like a committee now that decide whether it goes on a playlist. Mm. As opposed to in the old days, probably long ago than I care to, to remember, if you got one DJ and one producer who decided they were going to champion your song, they had the autonomy to do that, but now it's, it's consensus, and if you don't get enough of them behind you. So it just missed getting on the playlist, like, by a Nat's pube, and I was so gutted. It should have been a massive sum hit. It was, it, yeah. It's just such a lovely song. No. I just don't understand it. I mean, one of our previous guests, Puppet Rebellion, uh, just produced an album, and now they've disbanded because they couldn't take it any further. They haven't had any development. The music industry just seems to be a bit scrambled at the moment. Well, I think it's always been a tough industry. I mean, even mm. when I had the, the backing of a massive record company, mm. I had quite a few, as many misses as I had hits, because you put out what you think is a great single, and they go, meh, or the public don't get behind it, despite what you think. Mm. But I, I have to say, I love Run. My faith in it hasn't been shaken. And the, the upside about stuff being up on Spotify and you being able to remind people via social media that it's always there. So even if it was that, what was that? That was not me farting, ladies and gentlemen. I just moved my, my bottom slightly on the seat. On the leather chair. Thank you for highlighting yeah. that, Carol Decker. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, yeah, so thank you for the compliments. Now, the video, um, yes, Scarlett, my daughter, is at Bournemouth Uni doing um, animation. And all of her mates are doing drama, art, you name it, you know, that she's in that sort of uh, clique of people. And I said, come on, help me out. And you can do anything on a regular camera now, even on a flipping iPhone, the, the HD is amazing, you know. So we literally shot it in the garden and the field across the road with all her mates, and I paid them in pizza, so it was a real student video. And I think it's great fun, I love it. It's adorable. Really, thank you, and Scarlett's really good at editing. Mm. She's great at um, all the, the sort of... Uh, yeah. points where the beat, you know, where the, the song should move on the beat. Mm. She's got a very sort of natural feel for that. Well, all that sort of, you know, stop-start animation thing, which, which is amazing. What's taken that ages? I know. Well, no, not as long as you think. Oh. And I have no idea how they do it. Um, she's actually doing 2D animation. So mm. when she's a fully-fledged animator, I wanted to do like a cartoon video, but that takes months. Yeah. It does. You've got to be really... Well, for a future video. Yeah, but you've really got to plan for that. Whereas mm. we, we sort of said one day... Should we do a video in the field? And then in 48 hours, we were doing it. So, you know, it came to You're looking right. enigmatic in the field. Yes. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I was the sort of narrator. Yeah. Let's talk about MasterChef then. Mm. That was quite recent. Carol, how much cooking do, do you do at home? I cook regularly because I have two kids and I don't want them to die, so I cook. But I have a very limited repertoire of mom's dishes. You have played some of the great stadiums around the world. Yep. And yet making chilli con carne makes you nervous. It does, yeah. You know, because at home I'd have had half a bottle of red wine by now and wouldn't care. I'm not allowed to do that here. <laughs>
We were gunning for you, Carol. Oh, thanks. I... We're gunning for your macaroons or whatever you uh, What did I do? I did uh, cardin parma ham with a pea puree oh. and uh, chocolate fondant, which I aced. And then I so aced my guinea fowl in the next round and then totally messed up my cheesecake, which looked like purple vomit. Mm. So they kicked me off. We were black armbands that night. I know, Nancy. I was really upset. I thought they might forgive the cheesecake because everything else was so good. <laughs> and did all the challenges. And I was partnered up with Keith Allen, who's nuts, you know, <laughs> nicely nuts. And I, I was quite intimidated to meet him because he's quite hardcore yeah. and doesn't, you know, quite sort of big-time lefty socialist type. I know what you mean. And you think, you think, oh, am I going to be like, cool enough for him? I've never been cool enough. And, I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm of no political persuasion whatsoever. No. And, and, you know, but he was just my bestie on the oh, show. He was adorable. He really, really was. Nice. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. So you're, you're doing a few bits of telly now. I mean... The Celebrity Jungle is on at the moment. Yeah. I can so see you wearing that little red uh, thing and um, swinging around like Jane and Tarzan. Well, you know what? Um, celebra- uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here interviewed me, auditioned me, whatever you want to call it, mm. probably 14 years ago. How long has the show been running? Uh, is it 18 years Yes, because we were still living in London and we've lived in Henley for 13 years. And Scarlett was tiny and Dylan was a newborn. And... I got a call and I got interviewed by whoever was in charge back then and my agent said, oh, you're, you've been shortlisted. So I started getting the heebie-jeebies because my children were babies. And I said to Richard, I don't, if I get it, I'm going to turn it down. You know, I'm not going to leave you, don't worry. This is, you know. And Richard went, fuck off, they'll put us up in the Versace Hotel. You are <laughs> so doing it. You know? <laughs> Love it. Anyway, I didn't get it, and uh, they've never called me since. So. Uh, can't you call them? How's it work? I've got ambivalent feelings about Armistice. But you're still young enough to do it. You know, you, you'd be fantastic. We'd be all gunning for I you. No, I, I couldn't jump out of a helicopter. Of course you could. I've done that, and I'm a complete whoopsie. No, I couldn't. I'd absolutely... There'd be a like brown vapour trail behind me. I'm, <laughs> no, and my husband was a paratrooper, you think? And his brother was a paratrooper, but... Honestly, you, you, you would do it. You would be fine. You, you just, really? you, Yeah, I totally know I'm you. You're quite gutsy, lady. You would so be able I'm to... I'm not do. scared of flying or anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. just scared of jumping out of a plane. Well, you just scream then, but you'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> and the other thing that always worries me about these um, programmes like that and um, Big Brother... Excuse me. Mm. Is not so much Big Brother, perhaps. Being confined with people you want to punch after about 48 hours, or they want to punch you. And I just don't think I could take the conflict. Although I'm a celeb's gone very collegiate now. It was much more fun when they all used to fall out and get arsy because they were hungry and stuff like that, you know. So, but I don't know if I could take the tension. Despite the fact that I seem to have garnered a reputation to, of being straight talking, and, and I am, mm. I don't want to spend three weeks being fucked off with somebody you know what I mean I just don't so I've got ambivalent feelings so MasterChef I loved if they ever asked me to do Strictly I'd be over the moon I was going to ask you that one next yeah mm. well no they haven't asked me so mm. <laughs> yeah. put in a word you work at the beach. Strictly Strictly and also um, I'm just looking at another I can't tell you I'd have to kill you but there's another one can I tickle you oh no I can't do that now <laughs> me too um, the, the yeah, so there's another one. I've just got an email this morning to say, would you be interested? In, and it's something that I would be prepared to do. Yeah. And I think they're fun. Yeah. You know, I think they're fun. And, and 
I can't believe I've moved into sort of middle-aged telly programmes, but there you go. But it's great that people who have had a good, solid career and still doing stuff mm. get to do different types of telly. That's how it is these days. Yeah. It's not like, oh, somebody who used to be famous. You know, they're, they're still doing their stuff. Well, I think um, reality TV has turned into its own genre. Mm. And some of it is of decent quality. Mm. A lot of it was awful. And it was sort of, I don't have anything else going on in my career, so I have to do this. Yeah. And, and I don't mind admitting, about 15 years ago, do you remember there was a programme called The Salon? Yeah, I remember The okay. Salon. My career was at such a low that I got asked, would I go in and have a manicure? And I did it. And I didn't have anything to say. I was just in the background, and hopefully the camera would pick pick up on my face, and people would know I wasn't dead. And I did it. <laughs> I was so desperate to try and. And the worst get... thing is, I watch a salon, and I don't remember that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Carol. What can I say? I know it was pathetic. It was mm. utterly pathetic. But so there are strands of it. Where I just think, no, I'm not going to do that. But other bits, like I think Bake Off, and. Um, yeah. Uh, Master Chef, I love. And what's the other one? There's a sewing one. I can't sew at all. <laughs> Can't skip the sewing one. I know. I, I, I buy things from ASOS and throw them away the next day when they, <laughs> when they fall apart. <laughs> what was the um? You did. Was that a charity single to do with the armed forces? I'm sure I saw a video recently, but it was a while ago. Yeah, well, funnily you should mention that, because obviously it was the 100th anniversary of, of the end of the First World War. Yeah. And it was called We Will Remember Them, and we did it with um, Help for Heroes. We will remember them Give thanks and honour them to raise money to go towards, you know, any any sort of um, charitable um, works that, that former servicemen and their family need. And I was the only person to remember we'd done it and, and tweet, hey guys, it's still out there and raises money every time you buy it. And we did it at Abbey Road and it was the 100th anniversary. They should have relaunched it mm. for that, shouldn't they? Mm. No, absolutely. There was another one we, we dealt with on, in, on an SNS uh, called The Fallen Soldier, which, yeah. again, is relevant every single year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely they should reboot them or just even just have a little social media campaign and say this, you know, this, this is relevant every year. But to miss out on the 100th anniversary, I just thought was not joining up the dots. Talk about some of the live gigs, some of the really, you know, some of the, the big highlights you've had in the last few years. Um, well, they would always have to be shock and awe. They would have to be the big festivals like Rewind. And uh, we went and did W Fest in Belgium, which is massive. Um, 
what else? The Let's Rock festivals across the summer are fantastic. So you you know you get on a multi bill with all all our kind of our cronies, people from our era, and it's just a massive party, and I do love that. Do you want to do it, Henry? Okay, so since then I put my autobiography out. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Heart and Soul, which um, is still out there for a little Christmas stocking for folks on Amazon. And we did um, a 23-day acoustic tour to support that, which was just phenomenal. So that's the opposite of the Shock and Awe festivals, obviously. We were playing little chapels where the acoustics were just beautiful. And these were the, the unplugged uh, mm. shows, which were fantastic. Just yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they were. Thanks very much. And all of our songs, because our songs are quite traditional pop rock songs, mm. so they work big and they work small. Yeah, they're not, they're not um, dependent on a groove, if you like, so you can do them whichever way, you know. Okay, well, as this is the extended version of Carol's interview, I think we can indulge ourselves by listening to a beautiful acoustic version of China in Your Hand. It was a theme she had on a scheme he had, told in a foreign land. To take life on earth to the second birth, and the man was in command. It was a flat on the China 
Listening to Carol Decker at Christmas for SMS. How about Belly Dorm? Let's talk about Belly Dorm. One of my favourite. I love Belly Dorm. And of course, we've got John Chalice coming up as well. Yeah, I love John. I love John. Um, We've gotten to know each other a little bit. He's very, very sweet. Are you going to see his pants, though? If it comes here, I will. But. Probably not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm really lazy. If it comes to Reading, I'll rock up. But, um, yeah, uh, so he, we'd gotten to know each other. We were introduced by our publisher who published my book, Heart and Soul, and his different books that he's put out. And uh, he emailed me and he said, you never guess what. He said, this is completely embargoed. Don't tell anybody, but... Later in the series, I have got to sing China in Your Hand to karaoke in Neptunes to my wife, you know. And I said, oh, that is fucking hilarious. I should so be there. I just need to be there, you know. So about two weeks later, I get a phone call from the director. He said, listen, there's no money. Because, of course, there's never any money, is there? <laughs> he says, I hope you've got expenses, at least. Yeah. He said, fly you out, put you in a lovely hotel, bring your husband, stay as long as you like. If you want to spend the week out there, and t- we'll fly you home. Yeah. You've got the room. The room's yours for as long as you want. Mm. And we're going to fit you into the scene. We haven't written it yet. Okay. We don't know what we're going to do with you when we get here. And I went, I'm in. <laughs> The sad bit was Richard was really busy working, so I just flew out and then oh. flew home. Mm-hmm. I had supper with John and his wife in the cast, and I was hanging out with everybody, which was... But it was a bit of a parallel dimension, wasn't it? Because you were getting married again yeah. to somebody else, presumably. <laughs> Carol Naughty Decker. Oh, I was. My hen party. Mm. Yeah, Carol's hen do, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it was just lovely, and sometimes it actually isn't all... I like to earn a fee. I like to earn my living like everybody else, and some people do try and take the piss, going, oh, come on, you know... But um, no, sometimes it's not always about the money. It's about just the fun or the opportunity. And they're such a great gang. They really, really are. And it's gone on the road, isn't it? It's a musical now? It's, it's a musical, which I'm going to see uh, next year. And also there's, there's, there's a film mooted at the moment, which is very, very exciting. Well, I, being a singer, I, I should be in the musical version somehow, shouldn't right. I? Are you hearing this, people? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did tweet them, say, and my cameo is when? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Holly Johnson and Tony Hadley yeah. did it as well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had a bit of a thing for us, 80s. Tony Hadley was the best one, I, you I know, know, when he comes out of the toilet. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, Think of something quickly. Oh, no, your one was brilliant I was too. Be- I was the best. No, it was the best line, though, oh, when right. he comes out <laughs> and he just says, I'll just give a toilet a minute because he'd just been in there for ten minutes. That was all. No, I didn't mean like that. Oh, God, I'm, I'm digging a hole now. I'm no. joking, yeah. I yeah. know oh, that was so funny. I'd give that 15 minutes if I Thank you. 
So also, you did the definitive to power with the Virgin Anthology. Yes. Um, well, um, before that, I think, we, didn't we do the British Spice box set? That came out. Probably, but I haven't done my research. Before. No, well, my memory is really shocking as well. Yeah, so we had, obviously, 1987, 2017, mm. you know, we had a lot um, going on, and they put out the British Spice box set to just mark that first quadruple platinum album all the hits that came off it and then we had the virgin anthology which was british spies rage and the promise all which were recorded when i was signed to the label we were actually signed siren but virgin was our mother company so they kind of owned everything you know and they got in touch and just said you know would you work with us on it um and i was delighted to so we went to the emi archives and i went through all these 30 year old photo sessions and everything was there all the old contact sheets the rejected shots where i was thinking actually if i was picking the cover again i'd pick that one yeah. you know it's really interesting and and slightly poignant a bit depressing looking at your 30 year ago excitable self that was taking the world by storm you know it was it was like a, it was like looking at my daughter i have to say who yeah. yes there is such a similarity I there i know i know in certain shots it's like she looks like me in some mm. of my videos um, and it was great, and they're a wonderful team, and they they now have um, a heritage curator, if you like, makes mm. it sound like Stately Homes, mm. who, that's it's their job to curate these albums with right. as much care as possible, yeah. because I actually wrote to Virgin and complained that in in the intervening years since I'd left the label, because they own my back catalogue, every now and again they put out a shoddy greatest hits with a really dodgy picture on an awful awful font mm. and I'd say I know I can't stop you from doing this but can you not or if you're going to give me a call and free of charge mm. I will write the sleeve notes pick the basically mm. curate it like mm. they're doing mm. so finally like 10 years later they've come to their senses and they're doing they're doing it with me and many other artists when they realize what a, a heritage of hits that we've all got, and it should be done properly for the fans. Mm. And I think our Bridges Spice box set and our um, 30th anniversary box set are beautiful. Mm. And of course, absolutely beautiful. And yeah. of course, uh, Mark Elliott, who's my friend and has mm. been on SNS a number of times, who was going to interview you originally for this show, but yes. I'm so glad I did instead, <laughs> got to interview you anyway for all that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we, have, I, we did lots of stuff around that. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, and... Uh, it, God, I can't believe you're right. I've done so much stuff and I'm forgetting it. It goes off the hard drive really quickly these days. <laughs> you're listening to our brand new interview with fabulous SNS Online returnee Carol Decker. But before we talk more about 2018, let's rewind to 1998 and an album that SNS didn't focus on in its initial two part exploration of To Pow, Naughty Us. The album, of course, is Red. So, time to redress the balance, methinks.
was, if you like, my comeback album to myself, not just a, a comeback album. Um, the band had broken up, the label had dumped us, Ronnie and I had broken up. Anyone fancy a pint? I'll get me coat. <laughs> Reminds me of that fast show sketch. And I'd been in a pretty bad way, emotionally, professionally, for a couple of years. Just just lost little lonely girl, you know. And I met um, a guy called Will Ashurst, who had his own video production company, and he'd worked for EMI. He now works for some loser called Ed Sheeran. I've never heard of him, but <laughs> apparently he's got ginger hair as well. Um, and... Will put a band around me um, of young guys. I was, what was I, 38 at the time, I think. And so a totally new team behind yeah, you. completely new team, uh, including his brother, Jez Ashurst, who's now a really successful songwriter. Obviously won't return my calls anymore. <laughs> and I went out on the road and just did tiny little clubs and got my confidence back. And then started writing. I wrote a couple of songs with a couple of guys from then Jericho. Ronnie and I had stayed friends. It was sad and it was horrible, but we still stayed good friends and we had songs that we wanted to do together, you know. Um, so Ron was there in the background. He mixed a couple of the singles for me. And um, a guy called um, Rafe McKenna, son of T.P. McKenna, um, he uh, was... Managed by a friend of mine, Stephen Budd, who managed lots of uh, producers at the time, and he he liked the tunes, and I could afford him. <laughs> um, and so we put a little team together, and we went into a studio, made an album. Pretty little face, don't fit around here no more. Guess you're in disgrace. Scarlet when I was recording the album which is lovely but it meant as I progressed through the album that I couldn't I had to stop between sort of singing two lines of a song because when you're pregnant your diaphragm gets compressed by your ever-expanding belly as you can imagine that's sort of it's rising up with the baby growing you know so really hard to record the album so when you listen to Red know that Scarlet was in my tummy and I was nearly fainting at the end of the long notes <laughs> Oh, that's sort of adorable. Picture that. Just picture that when you're listening to it, yeah. <laughs> but Red really totally sounds like Tapau, and yet yeah. you've got a completely new team. That's amazing. I think, if I'm honest, it's because I am the pal, yeah. aren't I? You're the pal. I am the pal. Let's have a little listen yeah. to uh, one of the tracks, uh, Do the Right Dance. <laughs> 
Take 
I just but. love Do the Right Dance. It's got a real um, Irish quality to it that was intentional. And we had, I found this, bumped into this girl in a pub who was a fantastic accordion player and fiddle player and just said, do you want to come and lay, some, lay something down on my album? And the, the lyrics, they are, you know, about um, towing the record company line and when you don't do what they say, you get dumped, you know. So it's hard. It's great, you know, when you're signed to a big label, they're like, a, they're like a, just a massive bank behind you and if they believe in you, it's all fantastic. But the minute you, the minute we tripped over a stone, if you like, the promise, our third album, although it still went top ten, still went gold, and still would be outselling most things that go to number one now. As far as the label were concerned, we, we were on a, traje- a trajectory, no, is trajectory up? We are on a slope down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they just dumped us, and it hurts. And, you know, it really, really hurt. It hurt that they didn't stick with us for one little hiccup and give us some support to get back up there. Would have been nice after all the money we'd earned for them and stuff, you know. I'm sorry, Carol, but we love you anyway. We could do everything. I learned a whole lot more. Oh, baby, I'm a woman now. I'm not the girl that you left behind. But we can work on it, honey, till it feels like the very first time. And I'll tell you what never gets played, which I love. I put out a single probably ten years ago called Just Stream which I absolutely adore, so find that and play that, and that's really a happy song about dreaming. I think we should listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Just dream. It Tell might be what. by Carol Decker if you're looking for it. Just, just Carol, to pa- Carol not to Pal Decker. Just favourites just dream you're listening to an extended version of a christmas catch-up interview with sns online returnee carol Tapau decker so now we return to the present with that story i hope you got your earplugs ready especially you at the back 
can tell you something else if you want to put it in. Oh, oh go on then. You don't mind swearing in the show, do you? Oh, no, I think I bleeped you last time, but I don't care now. Okay. So one of the shows I did was um, The Chase. Oh, right, I didn't know that. It hasn't been broadcast yet. Okay. Um, but it will be. But um, we were all mic'd up constantly, and it, it all got a bit of a laugh, you know. And um, I'm quite the potty mouth, as you know. And so and Bradley Walsh was taking the piss at me mercilessly. So I was taking the piss back. And he stands at the lectern, and on the column of the lectern are all these C's, C, 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 C's, you know, the chase, chase, oh, yeah, chase. Yeah. So I said, what do they stand for, Bradley? Cunt, 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 cunt. You know? <laughs> so we're all falling about. Didn't think anything of it. Carried on filming the show. And then um, I get an email from my agent saying, a couple of audience members, because you've been mic'd up, they're furious. They've written letters with complaint to the television company. Can you please write? to them and you know they want some sort of apology so you know I wrote an email saying I'm so sorry I offended you we are potty mouthed I didn't realise that we were you know mic'd up (laughs) and you shouldn't be so sensitive you cunt (laughs) did you write that? I did (laughs) (laughs) no but they're my um, no no I did. I wrote a joke one, and then um, I, I just mm-hmm. apologised because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a family show, and they weren't expecting. But I didn't know that everything I said when we weren't filming was going out and through the PA and the studio. That's, that's the sound guy's fault for not turning you down at I the know. right time. Because I, I would have done that. I'm a sound guy. I don't I'm mean that. Cunt's one of my favourite words. So yeah. you've got a lot of bleeping to do on this I, one. Yeah. I think I, if it was the F word, I might have let you have that. Yeah. But I think we're going to bleep the C word. That'd be so funny. Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what about the future in terms of music? Any more original stuff you're looking to put out at some point? Well, relevant to what you, we were saying about Run being, in my opinion, grossly overlooked, and that other band you mentioned going, what's the point? Yeah. I've, I've been writing with Ron, but I do feel a little deflated about where to go with new music. Um, we could do what we've done in recent years, like we did with um, uh, Pleasure and Pain, as you just... Tell everyone it's out. Put it on Amazon. And, you know, Pleasure and Pain got five-star reviews on iTunes. Yeah. It's just hard to get any radio play for your new stuff. Graham Norton played it, didn't he? He played it once. Oh, bless him. Oh, he should have played it more. <laughs> it's really sweet. I have my fingers crossed there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the late and lovely Terry Wogan. I'm so sad I about I Terry. I did an acoustic set with um, Simple Minds. Um, for Terry and he came up he always brought a plate of cakes for everybody oh. whenever you're on the show yeah the only time just to say the only time I ever saw Terry Wogan he just was walking past me going to a really odd building for Terry Wogan it was a really boring building and I forced not myself Terry to... Wogan house no 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 no, no <laughs> not that one I, was, I forced boring. myself to make eye contact with him because I was so shy because it was Terry Wogan and bless him he gave me such a lovely smile to say it's alright he's can, really can... nice he really was I mean obviously I'd done his shows all down the years, and you know, he was a big cheese. He had his own chat show, and if you got if you got the music slot on the Terry Wogan Saturday Night Show, you know, it was oh, amazing. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, where was I? Yeah, so Pleasure and Pain got five star reviews, but the only way to f- sell it is to go out on tour and be physically there, and then 
have it on the merch stand and do a meet and greet and sign. And it's it's exhausting. And I don't want people to listen to that and go, oh dear, how hard work. You know? <laughs> but, you know, you used to go to the record shops and buy my records and you'd come and see me in concert. But now I've literally got to put out the market stall at the end of the show. And we sold a lot of records every night. You know, we were selling, shifting about 200 albums a night, which is amazing. But it's really, really hard work, and I'd really prefer it if it got played on the radio when you just downloaded it, and I didn't have to do all that shit. Well, especially after you'd just done the gig as well. Exactly, but, you know... Well, I suppose the time. advantage is you get to meet your fans uh, and talk to them. But yeah, some of them are really weird, though. <laughs> Don't say that! <laughs> that wasn't out loud, was it? Did I say that loud? Um, so anyway, yeah, so Ronnie and I have got some great new ideas, um, but we just keep arguing about what to do with them, and... A couple of the band are like, kind of, don't put an album out, just release a single every now and again online. And I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Does that make any sense? Is that the modern way, or is it just pissing in the wind? I don't know. I mean, I was told by some of the... Frederick Forsyth, and I interviewed, interviewed him, and he said it was, it's all about... His last album was shit. <laughs> no, he did Fallen Soldier. <laughs> but he said it's all about albums these days. I mean, I don't know, but perhaps if you can buy, if you can purchase a single, why wouldn't it be about singles? Why not do that? And then put, put, uh, assemble it later. Ah, but the whole point is, if you say, hey, there's a single out, and everybody, not everybody gets your tweet, mm. then they don't know it's there. If you announce a tour, you're not going to tour a single. You've got to tour an album, yeah. so you've got to put an album together. And yeah. I think I still reach my fans by being on a stage and a physical CD. So do you want. think there is another To Pow album in you, Carol? There Literally. is a lot of music. I got the music in me, like Kiki D said, mm. stuck in there, mate, you know? Mm. Um, and I want to do something with it. It's just deciding the smartest way to do it. And that's what I'm struggling with. Not the fact that I don't have some great, great songs to sing. It's the smartest way to get it out to everybody. So, any tips? Come yeah. to me and we'll send it all to Carol. Yeah, yeah. Any, anybody tweet me at Carol Decker and, and tell me what the fucking hell to do with my music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, listen... We're pretty well wrapping up. Just to ask, to talk about Sober, what's it called, Sober in October? Sober October. Yeah, Sober October. Well, at Sober October, to give it its Twitter handle, is officially linked to Macmillan Cancer Research. So you can be as sober as you like, Mm -hmm. but it's great to be fundraising. And um, I've always been a very enthusiastic drinker. (laughs) And it starts to take its toll on you, you know, definitely. But... And I was in a kind of a bad habit. It's, it's sometimes, if you do something for long enough, it's not just the pleasure of it. It's just the fact that you just constantly do it. I didn't really know how to break that chain, you know. And I'd been feeling under the weather. And, and, and with booze, you can have such a great time with booze. And you can also drown your sorrows and kind of, these days, you know, stay at home with a big flat screen TV, download the latest film, wade through a bottle of wine every night. And the next thing you know, it's like, why are my jeans so tight and all the rest of it? So I didn't think I was drinking. I was drinking too much and not necessarily drinking for the right reasons. Fun, you know. Yeah. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And my husband is really annoying because he can really party like a crash test dummy or he can just train for a marathon and not drink for months. I hate him. Wow. I know, yeah, he's got such discipline. He can get really, really pissed or stay really, really sober, you know. So we thought we'd do it together and to make a public announcement and a vow to a charity kept me on track. And I got so many encouraging tweets from people. It was just lovely. And we raised 
I think between us, like Richard had his own page. We raised about 1,500 quid, which went towards... That's cash, amazing. Which was really nice. It was just lovely of everybody to donate their hard-earned cash. And how um, did you feel at the end of the month? Did you feel cleansed and pure? Um, I felt proud. Mm. I didn't feel cleansed and pure. I'll tell you why. Because, unfortunately, Richard and I both went down with the worst cold for October. A lot of people had it. It's a terrible lurgy going around in October. So I was coughing and spluttering and going, I wouldn't have fucking caught this cold if I was pickled in Sauvignon Blanc like I normally am, <laughs> which I'm convinced acts as a protective barrier, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I was proud and my close friends and family and my children were absolutely speechless. Brilliant. <laughs> Mummy, I've never seen you sober. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so impressed. And it's, it's quite a... Um, Appropriate, or perhaps not appropriate, that your uh, your little uh, gift is not oh. so little. It's it's a magnum of it's, red wine. It's a magnum of Malbec. <laughs> so we must take a photo of you holding that. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That is so. That is wonderful. That's no, all right, my we'll darling. Enjoy, actually, you know what? We'll enjoy that Christmas. That yeah. would be lovely. I haven't given up, but it, I am cutting back, and mm. it, it taught me a good lesson doing sober October. Now the only other, the only other minor, minor thing is just because I want to say I sang with Carol Decker. Can we just do like I don't know China in your hand? What just, just literally say that and just sing it together. <laughs> so you want to do the last line? So don't push too far. Oh, I don't know the lines. Are. Don't I, I never? You can sing the last one. So I'll do the first, the first bit. Ready? Don't push too far. Your dreams are China in your hand. Don't wish too hard because they may come true and you can't help them. You don't know what you might have said upon yourself. Child in your hands. fucking good if you just knew the one line, Nick. It's not a big stretch. I have totally sung with you, haven't I? You've totally almost sung with me, yeah. I'm going to, that, yeah. I'm going to embellish that in dinner party <laughs> conversations for the rest of my life. Okay. Bless you, my darling. You're welcome. What, what are your plans for Christmas? Um, we, we normally go skiing, but this year we've decided to stay home and chill out. We're a bit knackered. Uh, so we've got our mum-in-law coming over. The child, Scarlett will be home from uni, which is lovely. And so we're just going to put our feet up, watch crap Christmas TV. That sounds beautiful. And... Just have, a, have an easy one this year. Carol Decker, thank you so much and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everybody. Yay! <laughs>
Every time you call 